You're listening to I Lucked Out, a podcast with Harvey Friedman. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. My name is Jeremy Neff. I'm your host, and today our subject is medical marijuana. I hope you enjoyed the intro, but we actually haven't changed any of the names, and you're not going to see anything because this is a podcast. And we don't need to change the names because we're really talking about marijuana here as a medicine, as a way to treat chronic neurological pain and psychological ailment. Harvey is going to tell you about his story about how medical marijuana has been an effective treatment for him, and we hope that his story is in some way eye-opening or mind-broadening for our listeners, especially all of Harvey's friends at DuPont Circle Village, uh, who he has loved getting to know and spending time with. All right, well, enough intro. Let's get to it. It started on a bus trip. <laughs> a bus down a DuPont Circle, but I wasn't going to take the bus. I was going there with my wonderful 88-year-old friend. Now, understand I'm 77 and uh, have a little trouble walking because of neuropathy. So uh, I was going to take a cab she was going to take the bus, and uh, where we were headed was the DuPont Circle Marijuana Dispensary, which has a whole other name. Um, and she had just gotten her card from the D.C. government allowing her to buy marijuana from the dispensary legally. Legally, from the D.C. perspective, the federal government still considers it illegal, of course. Uh, So she was going down there, and she said, would you like to come with me? And uh, actually, I'd already applied for the card for medical marijuana, and I'll tell you about that later. But um, I wanted to see what this was all about, so... um, As I was saying, she was going to take the bus in her motorized wheelchair. I was going to take a cab because I couldn't walk, and I got shamed out of taking the cab because she was taking the bus. So I took the bus with her. We went there, and it's in this office building in the basement on Connecticut Avenue, And we went in and uh, went down in the elevator, went into a waiting room, a very large waiting room, and uh, someone came up to us, a fellow came up to us, and he started giving what amounts to an orientation. And he started just talking to us both about the different types of marijuana, the ways you might use it, how you get it into your body, etc., etc. Um, and then 
he takes my friend, Mary Jane, that's her name, Mary Jane, and he takes her into the secret room. Uh, the secret room, which uh, I wasn't to see for, uh, say, uh, a month later, uh, when I finally got my card. And um, she came out, and so she's carrying out this little brown lunch bag, <laughs> and it's uh, got marijuana stuff in it. Yeah, but that's the kind of bag that makes you more hungry, not less hungry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess I found out since it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so and from early life, right? Also, yeah, I found out that's true. All right. So tell me about getting the card because well, later okay. you got the card. Right? Yeah, but to get the card was so interesting because they require you to see a doctor who is apparently a contract doctor to the D.C. Department of Health. And this was your normal-looking doctor in a nice white coat with a stethoscope around her neck, sitting behind the desk, but she was completely bejeweled. She was dazzling. I could not really look at her. There happened to be bright sunlight coming in the window. In D.C., that's great. Uh... And the sunlight was hitting the diamonds or rhinestones or jewels, whatever she had on. And this could not be a doctor. This could <laughs> okay. not. And in fact, she did take my blood pressure. She did put the stethoscope up to my chest through my shirt and then sat down and was started asking me a few questions and I could see this was going to go on a bit. So I had prepared myself for this. I'm used to going to doctors. And uh, I hold out my list, my typed list of medications, almost all of which are psychotropic medications. I'm guessing it's a long list. It's a very long <laughs> list. <laughs> I will say some have been eliminated, some have been, uh, you know, reduced, but the whole list is there. Mm -hmm. and I want to impress the lady, you know. Right. Uh, you know? So, uh, <laughs> and no, 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 I impressed her. Yeah. She didn't say the word wow. But she might as well have said, right. wow. Okay. <laughs> she says, I think this will do. <laughs> I think this will do. Yeah, you're I clearly said, sick it... enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 but she didn't say that. I said, does that mean I qualified? Oh, she said, absolutely, mm -hmm. you qualify. About four or five weeks later, Harvey's card shows up in the mail. So now I have my card, and I go down to the dispensary. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy, when I get in the room there, I finally get in the secret room. And man, what was in that room? Yeah, what's in there? Tell me about <laughs> oh, it. Wow. It's like, uh, it's a candy store. Mm -hmm. It's literally a candy store. This is uh, 
where I would have loved to have been in my very younger days. Mm. <laughs> Bongs and papers and rollers and push this and that and gadgets. I couldn't even figure out what they were. Mm -hmm. But they let me look around so that I'm properly awestruck uh -huh. <laughs> by the environment. <laughs> and then they sit me down at a counter and you sit opposite what turns out to be a salesperson. Mm -hmm. But he seems quite knowledgeable about the product he's selling. And I said, I have pain. And uh, I have um, anxiety. And uh, I'm looking to see if marijuana might help that. And he says, absolutely. Of course, he's selling the product, right? Right, you know. You're not going to say, no, it's not going to help. Yeah, I guarantee you these right. guys at the dispensary right. probably right. think right. marijuana can cure cancer. Yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> maybe so. As a matter of fact, there is thought that it can. Cure, I don't know. But there's thought. Mm -hmm. um, so... He said, well, this, is, this would be good uh, for um, your pain. And he gave me a dropper bottle, and uh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, actually, you see one of Yeah, it three. looks like it's about two ounces. Right. You see that's almost full. Yeah, kind of an orange liquid. Right. And it's got an eyedropper in it. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, he tells me to uh, put uh, uh, a uh, dropper full of that uh, in my mouth and swill it around and I will get the effect of it. Mm -hmm. But I was uh, kind of afraid to use that much because there's no... There's no uh, marking here of what the dosage is. You have no idea what the strength of this is. You don't know the strain. It has a name on the bottle, but God knows what this means. Yeah, this one is called the Royal Medic, whatever that means. Right, so how would right. you know what that means? Sure, uh, yeah. It's not exactly in the medical book. Yeah, so it was a little intimidating... So I took half a half a drop okay. of it. Did nothing. Did nothing except taste horrible. Right. Did uh, you try the whole dropper? Then? I did. I did. Uh, not right away. I waited a few hours, mm -hmm. and I uh, tried a whole dropper, and I felt what I would call high, uh, slightly, but no relief of either pain. Or of anxiety, mm -hmm. nothing. So it didn't for, really work. Not for me. Yeah. No, but um, uh, other people I've heard have had success with this liquid form. Yeah, I think this liquid form—it's called a tincture. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what did you so, do? So so I went back and I said, you know, that I mean, I went back about a week later. And uh, 
I said, that didn't really work. And he said, well, we have other Yeah, remember all those gadgets from the secret room? (laughs) Well, I was in the secret room now. He starts pointing to the jelly beans and gummy bears and uh, brownies. And he says, but um, I think he says uh, for the most immediate um, relief um, and to control it the best, you probably best off vaping this Mm -hmm. long story short harvey got a vape which basically works by pressing a button to heat up some marijuana extract which you then breathe in as part of a water vapor how did it work for you in terms of you know i I coughed and choked on it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but once i got uh got it into me because I didn't know how much to take so I started off just a little and that didn't work and then I took some more then I found that about five or six good inhales did work and here's what it did it happened to be at night and I was having anxiety even over this using this Um, and the anxiety just went away now I know what drinking's like and this is like the beginning of that relaxing high when you take a drink Mm -hmm. except it's totally different afterwards because it doesn't keep building up like liquor does where it makes you woozy and makes you sick maybe and uh, next day it gives you a hangover and you can't sleep right for me at least this um, medicine marijuana did not do that it made me feel just very comfortable my thoughts were definitely different my um, movements when I walked around were very different I it it affected my balance so I had to be careful Mm -hmm. and when you're older you especially have to worry about your balance Mm -hmm. What I've had each time I've used it, once I found the correct dose, was a great reduction in the um, neuropathy pain I have in one foot. That is, uh, this is a neurological kind of pain, and uh, it, it causes amazing pain that no one would believe you have in just just like the size of a half dollar on the top of my right foot and again it's like a mystery pain this thing just starts suddenly and it's cutting and shooting and burning it's horrible and there's nothing nothing I've found that I can do 
to relieve that pain, except now I've been using Neurontin, um, which I think has relieved it. So it is very hard for me to tell because I've used the two variables together. Mm -hmm. You could say foolishly, I should have tried just the marijuana and not done the Neurontin, done a nice controlled experiment, but Mm -hmm. I didn't. Because I'm not a scientist, I'm the patient. (laughs) But you still have like breakthrough pain you mentioned I do and I have breakthrough pain and since I'm at the highest dose of the Neurontin which is also known as gabapentin by the way Mm -hmm. and since I'm at the very highest dose you can take which is 3600 milligrams a day uh, can't take any more to stop the pain so I used the marijuana in fact I woke up one time at five in the morning and I had this woke up with this pain I took a couple of puffs and I went right back to sleep without the pain that's awesome so it does work it does for it. acute it does it but it doesn't always it sometimes it just lessens it okay but it's kind of unpredictable but Almost always something helpful happens from it to okay. that pain. Yeah. Now here's though where it's been a standout medication. Okay. And that is with my anxiety. I have anxiety and depression. And when you have the two together, it's very hard to de- dis- discern which it is at the time you're suffering from Mm -hmm. they kind of meld together so it's yeah you can't tell which is which whatever it is um and i often have this anxiety at night and sometimes in the morning when i get up um at night, when I've used this, 100% of the time, the anxiety has dissipated completely. Mm-hmm. Wow. I shouldn't say dissipated. It was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no anxiety. Now, since this has some THC as well as what they think is the marijuana pain killer strain which is known as CBD since it has some THC in it of course I've, I felt somewhat high right from it, okay but and, and so the high is nice you know yeah uh, but high is not necessarily a um, uh, reduction in uh, anxiety. Okay, that's you can like a be high. Thing. You can be high. I have been. You know, uh, you can be high and you can still have anxiety Definitely. and depression. Mm-hmm. With this, there has been no anxiety, and come to think of it, no depression. Wow. 
That's really incredible. So one question I have is, so you say you take it at night usually. Yeah. And so the anxiety dissipates at night, or do you have to do it again in the morning? No. I uh, Well, first of all, I can't do it in the morning if I'm going to be up and at them. Okay. You know, if yeah, I it kind of knocks you out a little bit. wouldn't drive on this stuff Okay, gotcha. Because if I'm losing my balance here, I'm going to not do well risk. in a car. Sure. So I, as a lawyer, let's put it this way, <laughs> I've kind of been trained not to do things that a tortfeasor would. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't use it. I wouldn't use alcohol and I wouldn't use marijuana when I drive. So I don't use it in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, it seems to have a carryover effect because overall, I would say that I have much less anxiety throughout the day than I used to have before I started this. Wow. Now, now some doctor, some scientist will tell me, well, that's the placebo effect. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> you could say who cares, and I'm going to say this. It, it, it may be the placebo effect, but it really may not be. It is just as likely that it is a real effect mm-hmm. from the medication, that it does have a carryover. Um, I don't since I've had it for three or four weeks, um, I haven't stopped using it. There have been a few days when I just haven't used it because right. I haven't been in a position to... Yeah, sure, you just haven't. Whatever. I've needed it, haven't felt the, any need for it. Um, but overall, I am so much better than on the dozens and dozens and dozens of medications I've tried over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a poster child almost (laughs) for medication because uh, I used to take uh, Prozac by my wonderful psychiatrist gave that to me when Prozac was first in, and it worked well for um, depression and a little bit for anxiety. And when I say I'm a poster child for these medications, here's a story I would like to yeah, tell sure, you. Yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> um, uh, one day, uh, my doctor um, asked me if I'd like to do Um, an interview with PBS Nightly News. That's some years back now. When the generic Prozac came out, it had just come out. Uh, I'd been on it for about three months. The results were identical Mm -hmm. to the brand name. The price, of course, was way down compared to the brand name. And I said, I'd be happy to do an interview. And I had this uh, for real law office at the time, and they rolled these big cameras, 
into the library, this beautiful library with actual law books. We don't use them anymore, but <laughs> right. I actually had law books. And they rolled the camera in, and uh, I was interviewed. And the interview was to play the next night on the nightly news. Well, that was the that was September tenth, two thousand one. The next night was September eleventh, two thousand one. Mm. And I was knocked off the air by our trade center yeah. falling to terrors. So and um, they never re-aired it. They never re-aired it. Yeah, just <clears throat> fell by the wayside. Well, I've told you this uh, story, I think. Yeah, and I think I you've said you're going to go see if you can get the film. Oh, I should. You oh, yeah. definitely should. I'll call people because <clears throat> I'd love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> So I was almost the poster child. I'll put yeah. it that way. <laughs> Fair enough. But now I could be a poster child for this medical marijuana because here I am, seventy-seven, um, and have used it with very good success. My friend Mary Jane, who's 88, who has CRPS, um, chronic regional pain syndrome, which is the worst neurological pain known to medical science. Mm. She happens to have it in one foot, just as I have my neuropathy in one foot. But hers is incurable. There is no medication at all for it. Mm. And the pain is such that there are reported cases of people having their limbs amputated to get rid of the pain. Wow. Okay? Yeah. With Mary Jane, she still has breakthrough pain, but this has done an amazing job for her. Wow. This medical marijuana has almost stopped a good part of that pain. Yeah, so she's she's 88, right? She's yeah. 88. Yeah. My understanding is kind of like as you get older, you kind of get chronic pain one way or the other. Like there's almost no way of avoiding it. Um, so I guess then my question is, do you know a lot of other people your age who do use medical marijuana for similar kinds of problems, like particularly chronic pain, I guess I would say, because that's probably the most common one. Here's the thing. I know, I don't know a single person, young or old, who uses this because the thing is so stigmatized, it's still marijuana. You can't buy it in a drugstore. Mm -hmm. It's not put out by a drug company. Your doctor won't give you a prescription for it. I go to Kaiser, 
they won't even hear of such a thing. Mm. Um, it keeps the stigma. I'm giving you the reason now. Right. I think it's not talked about. Uh -huh. So whether it's used, I don't know. You don't know. You just haven't talked about no, it. No, I'm the first person who's talking about it on a podcast to you so that older people can hear this because I'm going to publish this podcast right so they can you're gonna publish it. yeah I'll i don't publish know how it. to publish these things <laughs> right. but you're gonna publish it yeah you're and, telling and me here's, to... the, here's the thing as you know i hang out with a group of old people yeah the dupont circle village right exactly mm -hmm. and uh, i would imagine i certainly know a great many of the people there suffer from chronic pain but I really think this is a message that needs to get to that group it, of yeah, people. Yeah, age group. Yeah, the demographic. Particularly me being a member of the DuPont Circle Village, I think it's something valuable I could do to tell them my experience and that this thing is available and that if they can get by the stigma that they had from early years um, and from running around with people who still think it's stigmatizing if they can get over that they might find themselves some real pain relief I doubt that everybody's gonna Right. It's like anything. It, it yeah. works for some people. Yeah. It doesn't work for others. But here's a whole approach that some of the people in the village who might be in need of this for pain might try. Yeah. And that they, A, might not even have heard of, not know how it's done, not know that someone like me, who's a member of the village, who's a reputable lawyer, well, who, well a lawyer, a lawyer, no lawyers reputable, okay, <laughs> a reputable lawyer, a lawyer, so a person they probably wouldn't expect to be puffing on a joint. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know? I was going to say. You know, um, is using this and using it successfully. Mm -hmm. And uh, while I don't want to proselytize this thing, I do want to proselytize the idea that they should consider this. Okay, well, we will get this. We'll, we'll get this nice and slick and yeah. get it on to the people who get need to hear it. This message out that it's okay to consider this and to try it. Green is good. Medical marijuana <laughs> is better. <laughs> All right. That's our show, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We do hope you consider the potential benefits of medical marijuana and reach out to Harvey if you have any questions. 
You know him? He loves to talk. Again, my name is Jeremy Neff. This is a special bonus episode of the I Lucked Out podcast. Have a good one, everybody.